RHD 107.9 Life. Michaela here and I am joined by, uh, we have an amazing roundtable of people today, James Meston. Present. Riley Cooper. Present. And Emma Bagley on the other side of the table. Also present. Woohoo, we got a full day. Thank goodness you didn't run off in the 30 seconds it took for the show to start. That would have been quite embarrassing. <laughs> the way that we, we play it through, actually through the desk, the, the intro's really loud. <laughs> you both jumped when it's it started. It's like literally, <laughs> and I've heard it like 420. <laughs> times you think I'd kind of guess what was coming by yeah, now. No. Still makes me jump. It's like Sorry. a great horror movie. A great horror movie will still make you jump, no matter even though you know what's coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you calling our show a horror movie? No, I'm saying that the theme song makes me jump. Okay. You're just too easily scared. I think, That's exactly I'm very, very yeah. jumpy. I take after my my in-laws. They're like, you know, if there's a, actually my mother-in-law has this thing that if you watch a like even a scary movie, even a a scary toilet paper ad, it counts. Okay. Like all of a sudden Are the puppy jumps out them? with <laughs> so apparently there are, but like literally if you're sitting on the couch next to her while you're watching something and something happens, she will literally just make her fat fingers like almost like claws. Just like when, you know if your nails are sharp, but like when they get really like, you, you can make your fingers pointy and muscular pointy. <laughs> She will just literally just grab you, <laughs> like right in the guts, like right there. <laughs> right why in the, the guts? Yeah, why the guts? Yeah. Why is the guts? Because like, like, that's just what you gravitate to. You like go. <gasps> I mean, I personally don't go around I'd grabbing people in the gut when I'm scared. <laughs> you don't do that? the benefit of having no, no. fingernails. Yes, yeah, right. I'm the same. I don't have any fingernails either. Yeah, yeah. this is true. My mum's the same, except not with getting scared, but with crying. So anything Aww. that's slightly sad, she's just like waterworks. So it's just, <laughs> she doesn't grab my gut. She just goes, oh, <laughs> And there are some very sentimental toilet paper ads there out there. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah. it's like, there's great. There's a toilet paper ad for anyone who's into horror movies or like yeah. There's beaches. a whole market out there. Well, after the whole uh, COVID toilet paper oh, yeah. saga, it, is, it, it is, can be quite emotional. Exactly. It, is, yeah, it, it can be both a tragedy and, and a horror movie. terrifying as well. Mm. A lot of emotions going. <laughs> going around with your trolley, going around the corner into the toilet paper aisle, there's nothing there. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. <laughs> Filling a lot of things. Apparently the Law & Order SVU sound is made. Oh, we've got to get that sound into the desk, that's man. That's the second time that that's come up. I feel like it would be so useful ding, ding. in that moment. We need that. We need the sound. <laughs> it would be good. Yeah. All right, we'll work on that. We'll work yes. on that. We have got an incredible show coming up today. I am super, super excited. This is the first show that we've actually had the chance to catch up with our old scholars since the Arch D Radio Awards. Ooh. So we've got so much to catch up on. We're going to be chatting about that. Uh, we're also going to be chatting about, well, chatting about also slash eating summer is easy ready mac and cheese. I know this this comes from the show from last week. It does, yes. Yeah. So if you're listening last week, uh, you would St. Mary's heard College this. and yeah, mac and cheese came up as part of the conversation. And I didn't know this was a thing that like rational, normal, sane people <laughs> did was eat mac and cheese. I thought that it was just something that people did if they were like, you know, desperate Crazy? or going through <laughs> In some post-apocalyptic world or something like that, you know. When there's a the last thing left on the shelf. Citizens is- of Gilead, behold, mac and cheese. You know. Do you mean like microwave mac and cheese? Like yes. easy mac? Oh, yeah, easy mac. I have yeah. that all the time. Yeah, mac yeah. <laughs> And everyone, but this person. is the thing we we did this show at um uh, at St Mary's and all of the the girls who there who year eleven and twelve they all ate it yeah. and they all had their own different versions of like I'll, I'll put inverted commas here air quotes gourmet <laughs> <laughs> yeah look. <laughs> 
I don't have any gourmet that is. I put, uh, I put the milk in later. You know, that's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. No, you got to put it between bread and make a toasty out of it. That's I it. thought you meant you the milk. It. And I was like, no. hang on a minute. You make it and then you this make a mac be, and cheese toast. This is going to be an unpleasant experience. This is going to be quality. amazing. I'm so excited for this. And we have also got drum roll slash SVU Law and Order Noise Desert Turtle episode four coming oh, yeah. at the very end of this show. So you're going to have to hang around if you want to hear what happens next. Uh, but right now... Guys, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat and a bit of a debrief about the ArchD Radio Awards. It just happened at the end of April. I'm super excited about this. I actually, this is my first day working since the oh, awards. Welcome back. Thank you so Thank much. You. Wow. <laughs> you say that like you've been sitting in the office, like tapping your wristwatch <laughs> going, waiting. where is she? Where has she been? <laughs> oh my God. We're here the whole time. But it feels, does it, I don't know, James, I mean, this is the first time you and I have seen each other since yeah. like, the ArchD Awards. Does it feel weird to like debrief after such a long time? Well, I tell you what, it's really weird about it is ordinarily after you do something that's really big like a really big event or something you you tend to kind of like have a day off after and you just kind of go oh yes wow how mm. about that have not done that no every day <laughs> since has been packed like like i told you like the the day after yeah. the awards oh, i yeah. was running around from school to school doing stuff and then when i looked at the, the the clock because i was using one of the work cars here to to go around i'd driven 120 kilometers <laughs> as well as oh my God. having a full day of, oh, yeah. of stuff so i literally didn't have a moment to kind of like stop because i went home late got up super early to go and do that and it was just kind of like everything was in <laughs> flux so so you've literally not had a moment to rest and i've literally had like seven consecutive days to rest. I, I think that's what you're trying to say. So if, if anyone's going to be like, maybe you should be the one reflecting, not yeah. me, because you probably had more time I've to do I've had a it. lot of time to reflect. So, I mean, what for you was the standout, like, of, of the whole thing? I mean, it was really it was really difficult. It was really interesting because it was the first time that I've, I mean, all the other RGD awards that I've been to have just been, like, so chill and you just arrive and... Because yeah. you, you were a guest at all yeah, the others. Yeah, I was a guest at the others. And <laughs> that were you giving me jobs to do. I know that I work here, but my goodness, mm. how dare you? I know. So, that's actually very suiting because uh, on the night Emma and Riley, you two would have had a similar experience uh, to James and I. Well, one of you would have because Emma, you were there as a lovely guest, so you got to come in lucky, and yes. sit down. Have a, yeah, what have was that know. like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Oh, so relaxing, apart from uh, the moment where you were experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> that was, stress- that that was, was quite stressful. That, that was the, <laughs> the longest. Audience. One, I, I had to ask someone later, how long was that? Because for, you know, for people who weren't there, what happened was we'd been like testing all the stuff all day, all of the sound and lighting stuff. And um, the thing that we'd done this year is that we had put, instead of having a lot of people reading the nominees yes. and all that kind of stuff, we'd put it all into the, the audiovisual stuff. Because we had a cinema screen, we yes. figured, let's go all out. Mm, and totally. Everything was like video. And then we get going. And the way I'd set it up this time around, instead of the um, the uh, the computer that's driving all the audiovisuals was up in the sound and lighting box, I actually had it on stage with me so that I could kind of control it. Uh, to make it a bit easier. so Easier, yeah. <laughs> what that means, though, is if something goes wrong, it's on you. Yeah. So... We, we, we get started, the lights go down. We were ha- You were having some trouble because we were on the like, we were walking yes. talkie, so we were having a lot of trouble getting the stragglers in. Yeah. So we were running a bit behind. So I was getting really <laughs> tense anyway, going, this is going on too long. We've got to get this show going. And then at the end, I said through, like, we go in 30 seconds, yeah. regardless of what happens. I was running next. around like a headless chicken. I mean, trying to get people into the theatre at the last minute was literally like herding cats. Yeah. Like, it was near impossible. This is the problem when you have, like, red carpets and oh, yeah. amazing <laughs> foyer stuff going, which was, you know, all thanks to th- of what you did to make it all great. But, um, <laughs> (laughs) But so we get started, we hit play on the thing 
and the thing starts with no sound. And I literally, the little part of me just died inside. <laughs> and I just a little light just went out. I couldn't believe it. So I did it and I thought, okay, I'm going to be calm and I'm going to rewind it. <laughs> so then I just sort of collected myself, walked out there, told them to turn the lights on. I just went, okay, guys, this isn't that supposed to happen. But everyone was on side. Like oh, people yeah. want you to succeed. And the one thing I'll always say that you that people don't know when they do public speaking is that the audience is actually on your side. Oh, they yeah. want you to succeed. Because you have that thing of going, you're so scared because you think everyone's in judgment of you. But they're really not. They really they're like mm-hmm. on your side. So they should actually you should actually be buoyed by that. And that was actually so perfectly demonstrated because by the time you came out and fixed it all and stepped off stage and it went up and the sound started, the whole audience erupted yes. into cheering and clapping. It was it was a great moment. If anything, so, you were just building excitement. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> building the, end, the tension. In the end, it was all good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a fantastic. And you moment. handled it so well. Oh, thanks, man. Well done. Good. Another <laughs> eruption of tear. Of tear. Oh. Another eruptive tear. <laughs> Good yeah. English. Good work. We're so proud of you. Well done, James. You did really well. <laughs> Thank you. That's so super I know, cool. Riley. Uh Unfortunately, I'm just going to say out loud, you didn't probably get a lot of chance to just chill out and enjoy and <laughs> because I had you running around like a headless chicken, much like I was on the night, but it was amazing. You were my absolute hero. I actually said that to James today, yep. Riley. Aww. She put in so much hard effort. It was amazing. It was so, so lucky to have you there. If you were watching any of the social media stuff happening at the time, that was all Riley. I literally gave her my oh, phone. Oh, was that you? Yeah, it was me. all Riley. Oh, that's so cool. That was great stuff. It was oh, fantastic. It was just me like going around talking to people and I had to pull Rachel aside and I was like, Rachel, come to the band with me and have a boog. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, because they're going off tonight and people need to know about it. So we're just there, just like boogieing. It was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the Capri Theatre does so much effort into into helping that entire vibe of the night. I've got to say, yeah. And I think we could probably talk about it because they're like not-for-profit or whatever. But like like the amount of uh, latitude they gave us to keep constantly coming back. Absolutely. The the fact that we're able to put all of our, like they said, if you want to put your own posters in the movie poster boxes, we'll take them all down. Yeah. You can put all your own what up. So we were like, got so excited. We had it, got our own posters printed, uh, uh, which we, we put all around the place. And they're like, literally, whatever you want to do, do it. And yeah. and oh, they, wow. they were just lovely. We we're yeah. able to set up it there. It was fantastic. Yeah, and actually, if you want to go and check out those posters or any other photos from the night, they will be, um, when you're hearing this, up on the ArchD Radio website, which yes. is archdradio.com yeah. and also across all of our social media. So you can go and check those out if you miss them, which is mm. so exciting. I didn't even know we had a website. That's nuts. It's we brand do, new. As of today. As of today. <gasps> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's nuts. Well, well yeah, done. another applause. Another applause. applause. Yay. We just ended up having like, it was just one of those things. We just ended up having so many different things with five podcasts, a radio show, and uh, the award stuff and everything else that's kind of like going on. We go, we can't keep all that in one spot. It's too much. <laughs> so uh, if you go there as well, you can hear like for the different schools because we're doing so many podcasts this year with the school life. Absolutely. We've got over 300 students this year are going to be competing, in, uh, not competing, <laughs> sort of like competing. Competing and you told them that. Well, they probably win. will all be competing next year for an ArchD award, yes, like exactly. in the end, because it's such good stuff. But uh, uh, they're all all up there, so there's uh, there's so many different things. Absolutely, so check them out. definitely go check them out. Uh, 
now, right now, James, last week on the show, you were down at St. Mary's, right? We talked about this before. It was yep. during the school holidays uh, and the topic of Easy Mac got brought up, which Easy Mac being microwave macaroni, if you didn't know, mm-hmm. um, and specifically how they would customise their Easy Mac to make it, like you said, gourmet. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what would you add to it to elevate the flavour, which, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think you need to do, but there no, you go. It's fantastic. <laughs> and James, you revealed that you had never before tried Easy Mac. So what you've done here is you've, you've given me something. You've given it a, like a beanie to keep it warm, <laughs> I suppose. It's wrapped in a tea towel, A, because it went in the microwave so it's hot, and B, I want it to retain that heat because, I mean, I don't want your first time. James has just picked up like the silver packet full of cheese powder and is inspecting shouldn't that, shouldn't it. Shouldn't that be in it? Well, I'm going to let you mix it in yourself because that is part of the horror yeah. slash the fun. It's I would the experience. The it is the experience. So, James, you are you- the chef, James. <laughs> <laughs> Master okay. Chef. So James, exactly. if you <laughs> That'd be an episode of Master Chef that would send the like reviews to- plummeting, I'm sure. <laughs> if you'd like to unwrap that. Oh, oh the steam has just billowed out of the bowl. Okay, oh. so I'm seeing there's a there's a bowl of, of macaroni and well, water. <laughs> yeah. Is the water supposed to be in it? Like, yeah. Well, the water is what's going to essentially turn the cheese into the sauce. It's, oh, it's, it's a, sort of like a uh, paper mache. It's fifty percent of the liquid cheese <laughs> situation. Okay, so I just I break this open. Break it open. Right. Crack it open. Okay, and I pour it into the yeah. thing. All right. James, while you're doing that, Emma, I mean Riley, you said that you love uh, Kraft macaroni. Absolutely. And so it's like I a nostalgic vibe for you. Very nostalgic. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. It took me a while to be like, I didn't like mac and cheese. Is mac and cheese for me? That's what I sounded like as a kid. Um, and uh, I realised when I became like, you know, 16. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I love all processed goods. Oh, yeah. That mac and cheese is not exempt from that. And I love <laughs> mac and cheese. So, and Emma, are you, among, are you among us? Yeah. Or are you above Are you above the mac and cheese? No, I was a big fan, a bit like Riley. Okay, around good. the 15, 16 mm, year yeah. old mark. Um, That's when I, mac and cheese consumption yeah. peaks. Absolutely, <laughs> it does. Do good I mix after it in? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, so, my God, that smell. <laughs> Holy well, Gordon Ramsay oh. over here. Look at him. <laughs> so wow. it is. It's really clunking up at this point. You've got to mix it until the the powder actually turns into sauce. That's that's yeah. the idea because you don't want to eat powdered cheese. No, you. It's like the like biting into the mac and cheese and finding like a little puff of powder is the equivalent of getting an eggshell in your omelet. <laughs> <laughs> so you really. That is a perfect analogy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I never you. thought about that. That's fantastic. Try and keep most of it in the bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's too. And you've what? got it all over your finger, and I'm not I even know. sure why. Like, just wipe it on the I, bowl. I get a feeling some of the powder tried to escape <laughs> yeah. by crawling up the side of the fork going, no, yeah. no, it's like pushed back in. Oh, mm. God. It's pretty self-explanatory. You've been stirring for like over a minute and a half at this point. Is that is that good? <laughs> Does that good. mean it's working? I, I think stir in those bits on the side. That's enough mixing, I think. you just got to go for the middle bits and yeah. just... Avoid the clunky bits. Yeah. The chunky pieces, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the chunk. Right. James, how do you feel? How does it smell? I am terrified. You, I am literally. Is terrified. your mouth watering from excitement or from vomit inducing? Yeah, mine is too. <laughs> it's really, um, it's it's really actually it's not. It's it's really it tastes really bland to me. Is it um, yeah? and cheesy? The milk 
has kind of not curdled, but like <laughs> but gone off. That's about as close as I could probably get sure. to that sort Describing of describing like, it because it's like it's it's the, the the cheese is a the taste is there, but it's a very mild and bland kind of thing. It's like macaroni and cheese, but not. It's just yeah, yeah. Like, it's fake macaroni and cheese. That, Let oh, there be no mistaking that that is dry macaroni water and cheese powder is what you're eating right yeah. now, and that okay, is very was, obvious. Thanks I think. for that. I, I kind of <laughs> convinced myself that wasn't what I was having, but yeah. um yeah. Oh look, it's not it's not the horror show I was expecting. Okay, good. Um, you understand why people make like changes to it. I reckon if you added sort of like actual Real like cheese. parmesan, yeah, if you put yeah. some parmesan yeah. in yeah. there, yeah. and and just and seasoned it a bit because it's very bland. Yeah. So if it you is. actually put some salt, James, I mean, creative freedom with this. Um, I've I've given you here <laughs> this a backstory. Are you giving me one to take. I'm giving home. you one to take home. That's uh, so nice. There you go. So take it home. <laughs> do what you will with it. Okay. Enjoy on a winter's day when yeah. you're feeling kind of down. Just yeah. leave it up in the microwave. <laughs> Might make you feel worse, but there you go. The <laughs> and it's seen as either comfort food, isn't it? Yeah, People it is. It as a yeah, food, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Well, James flicks the, the Easy Max sauce off I'm of his hands gonna, and gonna, onto the floor. I'm, I'm not cleaning that to get up. this off my hands. We have a tea towel right here. <laughs> no, no, it won't come off the tea towel. <laughs> we'll have to have throw to it away. Tea towel. Exactly. Burn it. I just wanted to flag something very exciting that's coming up. I guess in the coming week in the coming week from the 22nd to the 30th of may you may not know this but it is something called gifted awareness week it's basically just like uh people just becoming it's basically what it says it's people becoming more aware of what it is to be gifted which is kind of a label that we use a lot uh in society and education and all that kind of stuff really to like address people who are really high achievers but in actual fact people who are labelled as gifted actually have to like be um, qualified with a whole bunch of different kind of like criteria that puts them in a completely different space. Um, in Catholic education, there's a lot of work currently being done in order to support uh, students like that better and to help them uh, achieve their very best because there's also a lot of other kind of um, um, struggles that come with it. I think we naturally assume that people who are gifted, we go, oh, they're fine. They'll be okay. They'll kind of like do well. But there's actually a whole bunch of different considerations. There's a lot of victories and a lot of things that work really well, but there's also other things as well that that uh, could probably be given more attention and more things to be aware of. Now, we have just done a podcast that is coming out on Friday the 21st of May on the School Life podcast channel. Uh, just go to um, Spotify or Apple or Google Google or wherever you like to get your podcast, iHeartRadio, and you can check it out there. It's a two-part um, uh, podcast series, and it's we get a whole bunch of different uh, students in and their families to have a chat um, about their uh, different experiences of what it is to grow up like that, to be called a gifted child and a lot of this happens from a very young age and their lives are very different from a very young age uh it's it's a, it was a fantastic day we we spent a lot of time chatting with them um they're from all different year levels all different schools and stuff too so we're going to play a little preview of it now so you can have a bit of a listen uh this is alex alex is a year six student uh 11 years old from st francis of assisi school in newton and uh yeah here's a little bit from the interview we did with him now tell us a little bit about the very first moment that you can remember the very first moment that you remember where you just went actually I think my uh, abilities in any particular area be it music or academic or whatever it's ahead of where other people are in, in a way that really stuck out to you can you tell me the story of that moment I was reading uh, in reception uh, do you know those drama Stilton books Wow. Geronimo, Geronimo Stilton. Stilton. Absolutely. Yeah. In reception. I was reading the really thick ones that followed one story, uh -huh. not the short story ones. Uh -huh. 
And then I looked at everybody else, and they were all in the picture book aisle. And I was right. wondering what they were doing there. <laughs> and I saw everybody borrowing one or two books that were each about 15 to 20 pages. Mm-hmm. And then, well, this is reception, you know, like yeah. that's kind of, that's the jam, you know, that's what people have there. Geronimo Stilton is definitely for, for older people, uh, for sure. Yeah. But you just, so what, you just kind of picked the book up, started having a look at it and going, yeah, I, I get this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I really liked it. And then I went to Miss Harrop, that's, that's my library teacher. So, mm-hmm. not my library teacher, my librarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, aren't you a bit too young? And then I read about five pages to her mm-hmm. and then fast forward two years and I'm allowed to read senior fiction. Yeah, so right. And how old are you now? Uh, now I'm 11. Okay, righto. That's, that's huge. That's a big jump. Um, what, when people say the term being gifted, like it's, it's kind of, it's a label, isn't it? It's something that people say a, a, as a word, it doesn't really inherently mean anything. But to you, like if you had to define it for yourself, what do you think being gifted means? Um, I think being gifted is a privilege that not everybody can have. Talk more so, about that. So, uh, being gifted in the way that it's a privilege is, I mean, it can be taken away if you don't use it to its full potential. And if you don't study hard enough and you don't work hard, then eventually it will start slipping away. Right. So, you're saying it's not the be-all and end-all. The going yeah. like just being gifted means you can just kind of do everything that you want to. Everything comes easily. You still – it gives you a, an opportunity and an advantage, but it's then what you make of it that, that, yeah. that matters. Nothing comes easy. No. That's a very good point. That's a really good point. Um, what do you think – I mean, actually, you've probably labelled that about the biggest misconception because that's exactly what you've kind of like said um, – if there was one thing that you think makes you uh, uh, different from your like schoolmates at school who are doing just normal mainstream stuff with with you know normal acab- academic abilities for for their particular age, one thing that makes you uh, different, but also one thing that makes you the same. What do you think would be those two things that you would choose there? Well, uh, one thing that makes me the same. A lot of people um, in my school or my peers they think that. Being gifted means that you have to be studying all the time and doing this and that. But uh, I think what's important about being gifted is that you can't listen to those people and you can't lose your personality because that's who you are. Okay. Being gifted is not everything about you. Do you think that there's a thing, because this is actually something that Adela was saying earlier on too, about that whole idea of... uh, you know, um, being gifted isn't everything, isn't every part of you. It's it's just one little section. Um, but um, do you think that can happen, that people who are, like, considered to be gifted can kind of just get lost underneath that kind of label of being gifted and people look at the abilities rather than the person? Yes. Yeah. That can – totally, that can happen. Um, it, for a while uh, in my life, a lot of people just looked at me and they just thought, like, the first thing that came to mind was – Oh, that's a smart kid. Right. But um, it's important not to lose your personality because if you do, if you do and you let that happen, it's uh, like I think one thing that's even better than education, you can't let that get ahead of you and you can't let that mean that you can't uh, make friends and you can't do anything. Yeah, right. Education cool. is a big part of should be a big part of everybody's life but it shouldn't be taking control yeah can't be everything definitely like i said uh the uh gifted awareness week 2021 school life podcast 
special series. It's a two-part series. is available now on the School Life podcast channel. Just check it out on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. But right now, a pivotal moment in the... <laughs> in the history of the world. In the, in the history of all things that is good. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the Desert Turtle Saga continues with episode four, Silence, and I will insert the Law & Order sound right now. Okay, thank, thank you for letting me get that out of my system. All right, so uh, James, would you like to give like a super quick rundown? Every time that we do another episode, we end up doing like the whole story. I I'm- just feel, I, I just I don't know. I mean, this is where you just don't know whether or not people are tuning in for the very first time, but we exactly. kind of got to assume that these are people who've heard all about ArchD just recently <laughs> and they've gone, did you hear about the awards? Did you hear about Desert Turtle? Do you hear how amazing <laughs> these old scholar announcers are? Got to yes. listen this week. So for all you guys, uh, we've got a previously on Desert Turtle just like last time. So let's take a listen and then... And we'll jump right in. Previously on Desert Turtle, that turtle that permanently scarred my twin sister was Desert Turtle Senior. Your father. <gasps> the news hit me in the gut like a bag of overripe lemons. This is about my father and vengeance for the definite but faint mark left on Jones's pinky toes all those years ago. I mean, Seriously? Don't downplay this, DT. You have no idea what Jones has had to live through through all these years, lurking in the shadows like some kind of circus freak. Every pedicure, every time she's tried on a new pair of Jimmy Choo's and watched as the shop assistant recoiled in horror every- Okay, 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 I get it. Look, my father was a complicated man. As complex as a hard-shelled ecotherm could be, but- He didn't have a single main bone structure in his cartilaginous shell. I can't believe he'd do anything like this. I mean, is she sure it was him? Turtles do look kind of alike. Oh, it was him. You weren't there, DT. You forget that. I was. And so was I. (gasps) Oh, my Galapagos. Jones? Yes, Desert Turtle. I finally tracked you down. You're Jones. Um, yes, I think we've established that. But you're a turtle. Yes, DT. Seems it takes one to know one. Okay, look, I'm a bit lost here. Megan said you two were twins. Yes, that's true. She's my only sibling, the only family I have left my rock. Okay, I just don't understand how this is supposed to work. How would you, DT? You'll never know the duty and love that a sister felt to brave the migrating turtle stampede, to run me in the face of such perilous danger, cradling my head in her arms, screaming, No, you stay with me, Jones. You stay with me. No, no, Jones, that I get, but... uh... Look, she's a human. You're 35 centimetres tall and green with a shell. I don't think you do get it, DT. Because of her, I didn't give up hope when your father scarred me for life. The months in rehab, learning how to speak again, learning how to trust. I I mean, did the doctor not say anything when you were born? Something like, congratulations, Mrs. Jones's mother. You have a happy, healthy baby. We're just a little bit confused. Enough. This ends now, DT. Your father may not be here, so it's going to be you that deals with the consequences of what he did all those years ago. But I am here, Jones. <gasps> Dad? DT Senior? I don't believe it. Believe it, Jones. It's me. And what happened isn't what you think. Ezius, I was there. I know what happened. No, you don't. There's so much to this story that you don't know. It's so much bigger than you can possibly imagine. 
A vast network of shadowy figures, and we were all just pawns in their game. Your beef isn't with me, Jones. If you want to get back at anyone, the one you're looking for is known simply as... Whopper Hopper. Seriously, I think we were like upstaged by our guest, our guest <laughs> actors today, Michaela Howard Jones. I think so. I think this is uh, slowly we're going to lose control. I know we're going to end up being, you know, we're going to be cut from the cast, <laughs> cut from the credits, cut from exactly. everything. <laughs> we're just here for a good time, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stay tuned, James. Can we confirm publicly that the next episode of Desert Turtle? Will be the last. Yes, we can. <gasps> oh, yeah, it's what? the end of Desert Turtle. That's it's upsetting. <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned if you'd like to hear the very, very last episode uh, featuring a little bit of a teaser. Tom Basso, the Ooh. brilliant ArchD radio he, presenter. He, he put, yeah, he put his dibs on one part. Teaser. He will be playing Whopper Hopper. Be, he will be wow. appearing yeah. in the next. Whopper Hopper does appear in the next episode, <laughs> guys. Spoilies, spoilies. <laughs> Not spoilies. Teasers. Oh, teasers. Sorry. Yes, yes. Sorry. And the other exciting thing, just before we head out as well, James, is that I said to you before this whole five like series saga ends, I think we need like an image of what Desert Turtle looks like. Yes, we do. We need some artwork. Mm. Uh, so you're on top of that, James. You're going to get back to us. I'm on top of that, us. yes. All yes. right. We'll so have an, uh, a piece of art that uh, that is, is an, an artist image of what Desert Turtle should be. Yes, yeah. exactly. If you want to go and check out any of the other episodes of Desert Turtle uh, that you might have missed, you can go and find that on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. You just search for uh, RGD radio and you can check those out definitely recommend before the final episode comes out we have got uh so much more to chat about no actually we don't we have barely anything left to chat about because we are nearly done <laughs> <laughs> i love tease this moment greatly surprise surprise we're we, leaving <laughs> we're not going to disappoint <laughs> coming up next absolutely nothing we and here we are for. with nothing <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know truly how to deliver. Uh, but it has been a fantastic show, a really jam-packed show, so much that I think some of it didn't even some of it didn't even make the cutting board. So, but it's been it's been a fantastic uh, a show as well. It's always amazing to have you guys here, and thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. It's yes, been a ab- pleasure. Yes, absolutely. We really hope you will stay back for a little bit longer now. I'm committed. Okay, good. You're committed. <laughs> like James, you never leave. Like James said, a few episodes to Tom. Tom is here forever, forever, forever ever, forever. So uh, you're now on that list. I'm sorry to inform you. <laughs> no, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> or at the very least, the RHD presenters DM chat. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Look, I am known for not being good at replying. I'm sorry. But when you do, it's, it's quality. Yeah. Quality yeah. over quantity. Exactly. That's it. Don't, yeah, there's no so. shame. I don't either and I'm on an admin, so it's fine. <laughs> and Riley, I mean, there's no no – already not knowing that you're already here forever. It's amazing yeah. to have you back. Thank you so yes. much. Anytime. I just refuse to leave. Exactly. <laughs> you could have been like, There are no superlatives. In yeah. fact, you are the definition of the word superlative. I, yeah, that's, that's, I'll take <laughs> that. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. That's going on my resume. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, you do that. Put James Down as a reference. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Quote, unquote, James Meston. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We will see you again soon. Bye. 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 See you later.